0: This is Keith Sellin-Wright, reading from the New York Times' World Section. Muslim Enclave Forged in Apartheid Now Faces Gentrification by Norimitsu Onishi In the days when everyone in the neighborhood celebrated Muslim holidays, Mogamat Khan Salih would take almost two hours to walk the three blocks from the mosque to his home. He lingered at every house along the way, exchanging greetings, inquiring about relatives, and accepting well-wishes and good food as he sauntered through the narrow, cobblestone streets of the Bo-Kaap, a neighborhood that, in a quirk of South Africa's apartheid history, was preserved as an ethnic enclave in this otherwise white city. "'Now it takes me fifteen minutes to get to my house,' Salih, 59, said. "'At the end of the day, there are no more Muslim people staying in our area.' Our culture, our heritage, is going down the drain. Most of the residents of the Bokap are actually still Muslim South Africans, descendants of slaves brought here from other African nations, India, Indonesia, and Malaysia, who became known over the centuries as Cape Malays or Cape Muslims. Salih's words reflect profound fears here that their culture and identity, often overlooked in a country defined by the cleavages between black and white South Africans, will eventually disappear because of the neighborhood's transformation. The Bokap, home to the first mosque in South Africa and considered the birthplace of Islam in this part of Africa, was designated a Cape Malay neighborhood during the apartheid era. Strict laws against the mixing of races resulted in the preservation of the Bokop and its culture. Like the rest of the country, the Bokop, which means Top Cape, has been changing since the end of apartheid in 1994. White South Africans and foreigners attracted to its location in central Cape Town, an urban lifestyle tinged with exoticism, brightly colored Cape Dutch houses, dramatic views of Table Mountain, and comparatively cheaper real estate, have recently been buying up property. Some long-time residents have sold willingly and moved to the suburbs for larger homes with pools and garages. Others, unable to pay the rising property taxes, have left under unhappy circumstances. The Bocop's post-apartheid transformation follows a familiar pattern of gentrification in this city. After an initial period of decay, Cape Town's urban core has been revived as a center for business and tourism. Cape Town is the only major city in South Africa to have successfully managed the transition from the apartheid era, said Nico Kotza, an urban geographer at the University of Johannesburg who has studied the city, including the Bokap, for the past two decades. By contrast, Johannesburg and other cities have never recovered from the flight of white South Africans and the emergence of new suburban centers. Still, Cape Town's success has led to the displacement of its lower-income residents. A lot of places are changing in Cape Town and losing their character, with extremely wealthy people coming into Cape Town from abroad and buying properties, Kotsa said. The Awal Mosque, South Africa's first, was established in the Bokap in the late 18th century. Islam was introduced to South Africa from Indonesia at a time when the Dutch controlled both countries. As a result, slaves brought here by the Dutch from different continents began practicing Islam according to Indonesian traditions. They also adopted Indonesian expressions in their daily lives and developed a cuisine with Southeast Asian influences, said Suleiman Esap Dangor, a scholar on Islam in South Africa. In the 1960s, as the apartheid government segregated the country's population by race, it transformed cities into exclusive zones for white South Africans. Non-whites were evicted from all of Cape Town's neighborhoods, except the Bokap. The neighborhood had been saved, Kotze said, because of an unusual champion, I. D. Duplessis, a government official who wrote about Cape Malay culture. Du Plessis, who was white and died in 1981, had pressed for years for the preservation of the Bokop as a Cape Malay quarter, a move that was in keeping with the apartheid government's policy of creating separate spaces for each racial or ethnic group. Today, outsiders own about 15% of the 1,100 residences in the Bokop, said Osman Shabudian, the chairman of the Bokop Civic Association. His group is working to retain the neighborhood's original identity by helping longtime residents take in lodgers so that they can pay the rising property taxes.